0: What's going on, all my lovely friends out there? And welcome to Monday. We're here for another week. It's Don's Pinball Podcast coming at you. This is episode number forty-six. Can you believe it? I got a whole smattering of things to get caught up with since I spoke to you last time. Man, that's about four days ago. Unless you were on Patreon, then you got a little bonus episode about two days ago. Let's get into some views and reviews. We got some topper news and a smattering of other interesting little tidbits to discuss today on the episode, which starts post hence. Monday morning coming to join all of my lovely friends and listeners. Hey, let's gather around the campfire, okay? Scoot your carpet squares forward, toast that marshmallow, and Jimmy, quit running with the hot chocolate. Come on now, you're going to spill it on somebody. Now, everybody get around. Let's talk about some toppers. I guess we'll start with that. It's Monday. I just got off the night shift, and I want to cuddle up with everybody, and we'll go over some stories from the last few days that I've come across. All right, first off. Let's get some views on Godzilla's Topper. It was announced. It was revealed. It is the $1,000, and it should be shipping at sometime soon. I haven't seen any unboxings yet. I do have one on order. I did buy it before it was revealed, and I'm kind of okay with that, and I'll get to that. Um, So... I talked to my distributor just to see, you know, is this thing coming yet? They haven't currently shipped. He hasn't received them yet as of yesterday when I was texting him. So um, I guess we're going to see those maybe probably soon. Um, when they did the reveal, they announced that these things are pretty much ready to go uh, once they're revealed. But that's been it's been a week now. That was Tuesday, wasn't it? Was it Tuesday? It was a little bit more than that regardless uh they should be coming out soon now it's a smattering of flat plastics but the lights do look good i think the video reveal didn't capture all the functionality of this thing so i'm hopeful you know we've heard a lot of the comments you know the fire breathing uh aspect of the godzilla looks like an upside down cotton candy cone which it do we'll see what it looks like when it's on top of the machine Oh, did you guys notice that I have already created a Godzilla mod for the topper already, and it's listed on Pinside for a low, low price of only $15, including shipping. What? and now! So what I did as a bit of social commentary, and uh, because I am a little pluckster... Uh, I took a look at uh, what one people's main complaint has been is the uh, Godzilla figure is the same one from the machine. It's up on top of the topper and secured in place, with what appears to be a black zip tie similar to the one that's on his tail. In the machine itself, right? So what I did was thought, you know what, that's customizable as anything else is. So I found a fluorescent yellow zip tie that you could replace the OEM edition black zip tie with to give that atomic nuclear look. And so I took this garden variety zip tie, took a picture of it, put it up on Pinside, paid $18 to list it as a featured ad, and I got a couple of chuckles. And really, in life, isn't that all we're after, is a couple of chuckles. Uh, so we'll see what happens. I hope the folks that run Pinside side aren't too upset. I don't think they can be with the $18 I gave them. Um, I understand they wouldn't want me clogging up their marketplace with a bunch of silly uh, meme jokes about topper mods. So that's the only one I'm going to do. Maybe I'll take it down in a bit, but it it has been viewed by 200 something people. So I am thankful for that. Uh, Maybe it was a little bit trolly, but hopefully some people got some chuckles and some yucks. And I think, you know, I I'm happy with that. I mean, you know, if my modicum of effort adds a little mirth to somebody's life, very good. Also, if you want to have this version, fifteen bucks, and you can get it free shipping to you. And as a special bonus, if you mention this offer and you order my zip tie for fifteen dollars from Pinside, I will include a T-shirt of your size uh, of choice. So that's a deal. That that's ten bucks off the normal price of a T-shirt. So just for my listeners, a little bit of extra stuff, and you could advertise that you went ahead and bought the fifteen dollars zip tie with free shipping on Pinside for Godzilla send me a t-shirt size and I'll get you one, man, with a fresh zip tie. And then you can put it on your topper and look fresh, man. I think actually when I get my topper, I may swap it out for that just to show like, hey, look, this is the best mod um, I've ever seen. So the thing will be shipping. Uh, I did talk to my distributor after the reveal, you know, once it's sunk in that, you know, there's the sunk cost of a thousand bucks for this Godzilla topper. And I'm like, hey, buddy, you know, I I mean I wasn't gonna just, you know, refuse to pay for it. I mean I knew the risk I was taking on. But I asked him, like, have people been contacting you asking for maybe can I at least just get some store credit I wanna pass on this thing? And he said, Absolutely not, not one. Not only did they sell through uh completely of their initial allotment, They took, at that time, you had about 15 other people that, since the reveal, have sent in deposits waiting for future builds of it. So, I I think uh, the message that a lot of people in the community were trying to send to Stern by, hey, let's not buy this thing. Let's demand a little bit more creativity for our toppers, especially when they're costing $1,000, when it wasn't that long ago that they were half that price. Um... You know the market do what the market do. I, I think the message is going to fall on some some deaf ears with fat pockets is what's going to happen. So we're just going to see some more of this. I guess uh, ultimately you don't want to be disappointed with your purchase. So um, God, you know it's hard to say. You know, you should wait till the reveal to see if you want it, but then you're probably going to be waiting a year or more if you don't jump at the reveal. But if you jump at it, you're going to look like a sap if you paid a lot of money for something that's not very good. So that is pinball. I guess that's the hobby that we are in. Now, a lot of other people are not phased by this FOMO. They're like, you know what, I don't even use toppers anyway. Or those lucky folks that have game rooms with low ceilings and don't even have to consider it anyway. Who's really better off? Regardless, let's talk about the Rush Topper. I got mine. I got it. I took it out of the box. It was all fresh and mintly new. I took the bags off of it that it came shipped with, and then I put it up on top of the machine, and And, and dang if it's not fun, right? $1,700 Rush Topper, slightly cheaper than the $2,000 Mandalorian Topper, and I think it has more functionality, though. It doesn't have a cool screen, but it lights up. It's got a dial on it. Uh, it's got a, a chicken head knob. It's bright orange for some reason, um, but you know what? I will say that the first time that I got that topper bonus uh, from the, uh, the the roll the bones scoop, and, and then I got to look up at the topper and look where the flashing lights were, and I got awarded an extra ball. That I mean, it didn't make the whole thing cost effective, but it was pretty neat. And so now every time I hit the scoop and I get the topper reveal, I'm like, Ooh, what am I going to win? What am I going to win? Come on, topper, tell my fortune. Give me something cool. So, um I suppose it comes down to if this was a game that I bought for my game room and I was just going to have it for a bit and flip it, I don't know that it would be worth it. Actually, no, it would not be worth it to put the topper on it. But I love Rush. I mean, since turning 40 years old, something happens to an American Caucasian male where all of a sudden uh, World War II becomes way more interesting and you start to get into Rush. Um, I haven't got to the point that I'm wearing tight jeans and New Balances yet, but it is something that can happen, so be aware of that, at least in North American culture, and I believe in Canada, it's a rite of passage, so I was already kind of into Rush when I saw the reveal of this game, and then I kind of knew like I, I need to probably get one, and then I played it at Expo, and I was like, yeah, I should probably get one, and then I came across an LE at a good price, and I jumped on it, and man... Uh, you know, I'm loving the thing. I'm not looking at flipping this at all. And I've had some offers from some friends of mine that have come by and checked out how cool this LE looks. So for me personally, I think that'll led to a decision that, you know, let's work a couple extra shifts. Let's put this topper up on, on top of there. And, and yeah, I'm getting some renewed interest now in a game that I've owned for a year now. So... That is the power of the topper. Perhaps it'll lend itself to Godzilla. I don't know much about the new mode, the, you know, basically lock topper DLC that you get with the Godzilla topper. uh, But, you know, I'll report back when I get that, and that'll be probably in a few weeks, I am guessing. So I'm digging my Rush topper uh, to get that out there. I thought the gears were going to have, like, metal uh, interchanges, and the plastic was just uh, for show. But no. no, 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 the plastic is driving the gears. They are plastic gears. So we'll see, and hopefully that holds up. Let me run down the rest of the things that I have to talk about. Space Hunt, man, that earworm of a song. Yes, yeah, Space Hunt, give it to me. My hope is that the game um, is at least as good as this song is to me. This is a freaking earworm jam, dude. I, I I'm digging it. So, uh, Space Hunt's going to be debuting this weekend now on the tenth, June 10th, in uh, Flipper Southwest. Uh, down in the south of France, near the Bordeaux region, where Hexa Pinball is located. Well, we did get another reveal though over the week. There was a big photo dump of Space Hunt, um, and I did share it on the Facebook page. You can go check it out there or at Hexa Pinball's page, whatever you do you. Um, but they did come out with the cost, and so that caught me a little bit off guard. This was a game I looked at, and I thought, you know, for value. At fifty five hundred dollars, I think you know a lot of these would get moved, right? Um, however, the, pr- the price basically comes out to around nine thousand five hundred dollars or somewhere in there for the base model. Say what, right? Um, and then it's another two thousand dollars if you want one with all the you know, powder coats and, and whatnots. Which I mean, why wouldn't you, right? So for around eleven to twelve grand um, for Hexa Pinball's initial offering, when you put that up against a Punny Factory for sixty five hundred, I mean it puts things in a little bit of different context, right? So for oh, man, so I got Rush le for eleven thousand dollars. I don't know that I would exceed that cost to take a chance on Hexa Pinball's bright pink Space Hunt. No matter how much of a jam that one song is, Rush comes with more jams. Remember right, Tom Sawyer? Come on. Uh, so you know, Hex's pinball's machine will be officially unveiled, I guess, for the public to play the first time at Flipper Suduist uh, in France this coming weekend. So I'm hoping to see some new, you know, some more gameplay and maybe some reviews from some actual people that are just playing it. Um, the layout looks okay. I hope it shoots well. You know, when you see all those metal ramps, there's always a chance that if the, you know, the CAD is off just a little bit in the software programming, you're going to get a bunch of rattle ramps and, and rejects. And I think that will sink this project. So hopefully they took the time, got the engineering where it needs to be. And this thing is at least a fun shooter, and has some flow to it. Um, you know, they have that gravity well upper play field, the, the uh, hang down green thing. People say that looks, you know, like a tilt bob sensor, but I've been looking at the pictures now that they've released more of them, and I don't really see any kind of mechanical linkage in there. So is this thing just decorative, like one giant dangle earring uh, that's hanging up there? Can I swap that out for a different earring? Can I put a fluorescent zip tie on it? I guess. Anything goes, right, in this hobby. Um, and i I just was taken aback by how pink the art is. I mean, this is a... Uh, Maybe it glows cool under our black light or UV or something. Um, But this is the one big pink space hunt guy is what it is. And it costs twice as much as a Stern initial offering, which is what everybody is comparing it to. Now the clap back to that is, you know, people say, well, the price of a Stern Pro is $6,700. This thing's going to start at, at, 9.5 9.5 and go to 12 potentially you know plus shipping and things like how what is wrong with your brain guys uh, coming out with a market of this price but if you compare the prices apples to apples or palm to palm in europe uh, stern pro costs around that nine thousand dollars so i think they're marketing that as like the benchmark that they are tying this to like they're saying well this is enough offering as a stern pro and i think we'll have some disagreements you know on that fine point but i think for folks in Europe. It's, the cost is going to be around the same price as what you could import in value-added tax, uh, you know, a, a Stern Pro. So that's the argument that you're going to hear every time you, you mention the price. So this machine, I think I can go on record now and state that it is overpriced for the U.S. market, uh, for what you receive. Um, and I think they understand that, and they're okay with that because it's not really where they're looking at selling this thing, uh, you know, within the European Union. And they're open trades. Sorry, UK. Uh, it looks like this will be uh, either bargain price or price to match what you can give from a Stern Pro. Gameplay is what's going to make the difference. So you know, I'm going to go ahead and say I really can't wait to play this, which usually is code word for your game sucks. I don't think the game sucks. I think the layout looks fun. I think it looks fine. Um, it's just uh, the value for me, though, is definitely not there. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm at least 4K lower. I'm at least one R2-D2 topper lower in value for me to go in on this game to put in my game room basement. But we'll go ahead and play one on location and see what we think uh otherwise you know and, I mean, it looks fun and i can't wait to see what else comes from the company hopefully they stick around but for the european market i think this this thing may actually do fairly well now, i haven't seen them them uh release an edition size you know are they just running 150 to 200 of these things like we see with people's initial offerings possibly uh we'll probably get some more info this, this uh, weekend and you'll hear about it here once they do release it What's next? I'm just going to keep going down my list. I got Punny Factory next. Punny Factory is out to play at the Northwest Pinball and Arcade Show in Tacoma, Washington last weekend. Um, I actually talked to my friend who was out there. Uh, shout out to Ryan, how you doing, buddy? Uh, he got to flip this thing, and he said it was okay. Um, it was loud, of course, at the convention, so it's hard to really hear all the sounds. But from the sounds from the live stream, I think they sound a lot like Don Knotts and some uh, you know factory music. But who knows where the code was at that? Maybe there'll be some you know some more audio engineering. Uh, to take place but uh, putty Factory's out there and it was for sale for a show special and I even saw their their show special listed on nap arcades photo that he shared um, but what I couldn't see was the price but uh, from my moles on site um, this $6,500 game was listed as $6,000 for a show game so if you wanted to get one um, you know I looking at the pictures again I mean I think you know I don't know. There's not a lot of ramps. Uh, I, that's kind of my personal jam with pinballs. I love me some ramps. I love me some subways. I want to. I want the ball to travel interesting places. And I want an interesting mechanism to interact with. Um, this is definitely a passion project from Mr. Andrew at Pinball Adventures. Thank you for the shout-out on Instagram, by the way, man. Way to go, buddy. Um, you know, so uh, it's another game I can't wait to play. Uh, and we'll we'll see what happens where the market is as this thing goes. I did go on to Pinball Adventures website, however, and noticed that uh, you know not only did the signature edition sell out, I believe there was only ten with that you know black embossed birch uh, cabinet. But when I went to look at the pre order of non refundable or no refundable two hundred fifty dollar deposit for pin, for uh, Punny Factory, uh, they said there was sixty seven left. They're actually putting a quantity on there. So does that mean that the one hundred and ten uh, edition signature regular edition of Punny Factory? Is uh, one third of the way sold out? Potentially. Or it could just be some other, you know, maybe they didn't release that many pre-orders on there. But there's 67 of them left. So, at best, it looks like, you uh, what, a forty or 50th of these things may have uh, already been sold or, or uh, allocated to consumers. Um, hard to tell for sure with a refundable deposit because there's really no risk on the the consumers in there. But, you know, we wish Pinball Adventures all the best. You know, this, is this guy's passion project, it's his little side hustle. And what a little ingenuous guy he is. I'm going to go right into it. Um... I got a pick hair package for Pinball Adventures. Thank you so much, sir. Um, he bought some t shirts from me and then sent me a whole bunch of swag. And then, and, and that is always fun. I should have done an unboxing video. What am I thinking? Anyway, among the t shirts and other accoutrements, um, yeah, from the uh, factory there, uh, I also got a couple of their other products. Now, this man, Andrew, hey, he is an inventor. He is, he's got ingenuity, it seems. He's got a, a whole line of other pinball accessory products separate from Punny Factory that I think are worth checking out. So one of them, fantastic little product uh, called the pinball pause. He sent me one of these um, uh, retails for 29 99 30 bucks. You get two of these devices. Now what this device is, is a neodymium magnet with a, a plastic armature and it'll allow you to effectively pause your pinball game. So the way this thing works is you cradle up a ball, and then it's a, a magnet with a, a plastic arm on it, little thing, about an inch and a half long, and you just slide it right over, and it'll hold your button down for you while you go refill your drink, run to the bathroom, answer that work phone call, chase the dog out of the room, tell the kids to stop making all that racket. Um, you know, And this is something that solves a problem that I, I had come across but didn't realize it was a solvable issue. I thought I just had to deal with it. Uh, how many times has this happened? You know, you're actually getting a good game going, and then you know, work or someone calls, and you're like, "Dang it! I got really got to take this." You know, the bathroom is flooding, the plumber's calling, He's lost. You know, or, or I got to run upstairs and grab my dominoes or what have you. So you could just cradle your ball up. And then just reach over to where this thing magnetically attaches, either on the uh, side armor for most traditional games, or if you've got lollipop rails, even better, more places to put it. You can keep this thing locked on your uh, side rail out of the way until you need it, and you just slide it right over and hold your button down. Problem solved. So a fantastic deal or fantastic product uh, that I've been finding uses for. My wife loves the dang thing, you know, because she's always chasing the dog out or or yelling at the kid or something. So, or, uh, you know, maybe she just, you know, all of a sudden needs to make a sandwich because I'm on my way home and she has to run to the kitchen, but she's in the middle of a good game. You know, what, who's thinking of the housewife in these situations? I'm going to get yelled at once she listens to this. So pinball paws is a product. You get two of these little armatures um and effectively you only need one per game so if you buy it and get two you've got it for two of your games $29 comes in a great little carrying case and it comes in a multitude of colors so that was cool but that was not all he also sent me a uh, pinball wedge this is another product around the same price um and it's interesting right so this is a basically a plastic ball the size of a pinball with one of those magnets on it and a little rubber stopper ring and this thing (laughs) this is fantastic. So this thing goes into your launch lane um, and sticks on the strike plate for where the uh, the balls eject out of the trough onto. And you put it right there, and then if you need to lift your play field, it keeps your balls from falling out of the trough when it's in a vertical position. What? Now, typically, when you go and raise your play field, you need to take all the balls out, throw them in the pin cup there, work on whatever you're working on. Then you have to get your fingerprints off the balls, put them back in the game, and then, and then go back to play. So it's kind of like... Like one of those minor hassles that you're like, I could kind of skip this, but then it could end up leading to more work when I bust a plastic or something. So, okay, fine, I guess I'll do this. So this little tool, again... It's magnetic, so you can stick it on a side rail when you're not using it, and then when you need it, boom, pop it right out, pop it in there, and for your sterns and such, you can lift the play field and not have to eject the balls every time. Um it's gonna it's the kind of tool that when you use it, you're really going to appreciate it. Uh I bought myself a sheetrock hoist, right, for doing sheetrock on ceilings. That's a project I don't do hardly ever, but when you do, it's the best dang tool ever. And it's so fun to use. And so is this thing. So uh, you can also order this for Pinball Adventures. So it uh, solves a problem that we all kind of had, and it was an inconvenience. And this is a way that you can mitigate that. Also, they could be a fun gift for friends or, you know, a giveaway or, you know, a consolation prize for a tournament or something. 30 bucks, man. This guy's coming out with some products. He's got a whole other line of things um, that we can get to. So uh, for transparency, he sent me these uh, uh, as a homie. Uh, So I got to try them out, but I'm actually going to buy myself a set of at least the pinball pause because I'd like to keep one, you know, kind of within reach from other games because there's been other times now that I have the thing um, where I would like to pause, but it's two games away and I can't run over there and grab it. So um, I'm going to get a couple more of them. So that's the that's the pinball pause. What a cool little product. Um, I should do it uh, on a video and demonstrate. What else? Let's move down the list. Let's keep going. Um number 7, uh Loser Kid Podcast shout out. Thank you so much guys. Josh Roop, Scott Larson. What a couple of gems. Uh they've been listening to my podcast, which is something that I'm always happy to hear from people that listen. You know, I'm recording this in my my home sound lab in the unused basement downstairs where I do my 3D printing and other projects, and it, it's fun to hear like what I generate here is connecting with people outside of my bedroom. Um so Thanks for that. You know, so, uh, Loser Kid podcast, one of my inspirations, right? One of the podcasts that I listen to because I love those sultry, sultry Utah accents that come from them. Um, so they gave me a nice nice shout out there. So thanks for listening. And yes, I plan to stay family friendly. You know, I don't need to swear on here. Go ahead and play me in front of grandma, play me for everybody. This is a podcast for everybody that's out there where I could share my enthusiasm, uh, for pinball. So, Thank you much to those guys. Let's do another uh, product review. So my buddy Hans over at the Games People, there's just I just have a list of things to go through here, you know, because this is where we are on a Monday morning uh, commute. So he created a mod for Rush that I think is fairly fantastic. So this basically is a, a art piece of eight different uh, Rush albums, album covers, album cover arts, mounted on some uh, PVC, black PVC plastic that bolts into the back of the playfield. So the back wall of the playfield that you're staring at, which right now is with Stern, has an acrylic of the you know cartoon characters on stage. You can cover that up with this and have a, a, a list of all of their, uh, about eight of their different album covers, and he's even open to customization. Uh, so this looks similar to how the topper looks, where you have the different uh, album covers that light up. So his mod includes the plate that goes in the back, I put pictures up on the Facebook page. It also includes uh, some uh, swap outs for the LED lights, so they're more like the LED spotlights, so you kind of like do almost like a track lighting effect on the album covers themselves. And then as you're playing, it gives you something visually to look at at the back of the play field, where right now it's just kind of that pink plastic. So, I like this mod. This mod retails for $80 plus $10 shipping. You can get it at the games people on Pinside. Look up uh, TGP is, uh their uh, handle there. Um, and it's on the marketplace there for Rush, so fantastic thing. Now, he did send me a review copy for this, and I'm glad he did so I could try it out and, and give him a little shout out and talk about it. And I do like the mod. I, like, I really like how it looks in the back there. So check out the pictures and everything. Um, I told him I was either going to send him 80 bucks for it or I was going to review it and send it back. So full transparency there. Um, yeah, I, I do like this modification. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm smitten with it. So the, the decision is coming. Is it shipping? Is it buying? That's coming up soon. But go check it out. Uh, the Games People at Pennside TGP. Uh, what else I got? That was number five or so. Uh, we talked about Andrew pinball adventures. Uh, we've got another thing to plug. I'll do that at the end. Uh, let's go talk about, uh, GTF, right? I can, I do an episode without, well, talking about galactic tank force. So, uh, the, what's it called? Pincast uh, did an interview with David Fix, where he addressed some things uh, that are swirling around. So I guess David Fix is found first off. So that's fantastic. He wasn't stuck in a well somewhere. Um, so the the tagline on the ran on nap arcade is a GTF is out earning Foo Fighters on location. Say what? Okay okay fine so the the article goes on to mention that uh at interium which is one of the places that gtf is available in chicago it's a big arcade at one of the malls the woodfield mall um it is uh, it earned nine hundred sixty seven dollars in the first month so that's cool feedback it's cool to hear about that i mean if i was an operator and i bought you know this uh what is it seventy five hundred eighty five hundred dollar game and i got a thousand bucks back in my first month i mean that's pretty cool let this thing run for eight months and it pays for itself Well, what's better than that So the reason, though, however, hang on, let's talk about this. The reason is probably out-earning Foo Fighters on location, and even then they mentioned some locations, is there are like 8,000 Foo Fighters out on locations and there are eight Galactic Tank Forces. Maybe. Uh, I know of two. Uh, Tilt's got one. um, There's a GTF at Interium. I'm sure there's probably a couple of other ones uh, that have been bought from shows or something. But I don't know if it's more than 10. I don't know if there's more than 10 public locations. So, of course, uh, you know, if you got people in the Chicago metropolitan area that want to check out Galactic Tank Force and the only one that's available publicly is at Interium, yeah, it's probably going to out earn the probably 750 Foo Fighters that are also out on locations. So, I, I think let's grain of salt that a little bit. You know, I'm, I'm happy that the game's doing well. I'm happy it's working for operators. Uh, this is the, how I played the game was at Interium. I put about 10 plays through it. I'm going to be going back here uh, later this week uh, to go see Pulp Fiction and probably put a couple more through Galactic Tank Force. Uh, let Monica play it. She hasn't even played the dang thing yet, um, but let's 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 temper that a little bit. But really, what are we saying? Um, the gameplay is great in location. I think people aren't beating down a door to buy this game, so people are going to spend you know maybe fifty bucks to go play it on location and get their fill. It's kind of all expected. So some marketing spin there from the fix man. Um, he said that if you order one today, uh, they're, they're currently on their line. They have to say they have two lines and this is what they're running. There's a two to three month lead time. I would have thought by now they would have had enough supply built up. Or I thought maybe they were holding uh, release of these things until they actually figure out how to fix the uh, bendy stand up target problem. Um, but he addressed that too and says that they've just finalized the purchase of whatever fix they came up with. Uh, some sort of reinforcing bracket. And uh, they're going to be mailing those out to consumers. Again, this is kind of a thing where I would say, "Hey, consumers, uh, we're working on a fix for this. We're going to get your game as soon as you can, as we can. Um, we'll give you some store credit in the meantime to go buy some t-shirts or something. Uh, I don't know." Or, you know, include some kind of topper or or some some such. Anyway, uh, I would think they would have waited to ship the games until they have this fix fixed. Because otherwise, what's going to happen? You're going to get your game home, you're going to rip that thing open, you're going to start playing it, start bending the crap out of your uh, stand up targets, and then this fix is going to come in. And then um, I'm still not sure exactly how this fix is working. Do you have to remove the whole mechanism and put it in there? Do they recommend that you not play the game until you get the fix? That kind of sucks. Um, I think the whole thing is kind of unfortunate and I'm surprised it wasn't seen earlier. And I still don't like the explanation that we got of why this led to happening in the first place. Well, guys, we just don't have a way to test this thing 500 times uh, before we put it in a box and start selling it. Um, Yes, you do. I mean, that's the whole point of testing, right? We didn't have a Tam test. Uh, we said. You know, we they said this on the live stream that we had it in the factory, and we encourage people to play it as much as possible to uncover any issues. But you know, there's no way to play it 500 times to find out it. Now you could take this mechanism and make a little plywood mock-up for it and a mechanism that just fires a ball every five seconds at the stand-up targets do it 5,000 times and see what the heck happens what happens after 100 plays what happens to it after a thousand plays what happens to it after 5,000 plays what is to be expected and yet it should be done with every mechanism on a pinball machine are you kidding me you think Stern does this they come up with a mechanism you think that George Gomez's rocket wasn't smacked around 10,000 times before they decided to put it in the machine um, you know, playtesting. Come on, guys, that's not it. That's not a reassuring answer from a pinball manufacturer. We there was just no way to test this thing before we put it in and started selling it to people, especially for seventeen thousand signature edition. Can you imagine how upset you'd be, man? Anyway, I'm gonna go and listen to the the full thing because you know I love me some fix time. But uh, that's coming. Uh, and then he also had uh, some other cop out. He was complaining about a vuck issue or a magnet issue, and said, "Well, we had the wrong balls in the machine. These were high carbon balls. And they're supposed to be low carbon balls again." I, you know, even if that's the case, don't say that, just say, yeah, there were, there were some initial issues, and, and during the testing and adjust phase, we figured it out, and so they're going to be going to consumers, and, and they're going to be fantastically fixed, so I'm going to go listen to that interview, uh, the last little thing I'll get to today is another shout out, have you seen these wooden signs that have been popping up, uh, so there is an artist, I'm not sure who the artist is, but he has a contact, um, named Jim on, uh, Pinside J-A-H, and you, from him, you can order a wooden sign, excellently crafted, you know, some some thin veneer, plywood-stacked, three-dimensional wooden signs uh, with a big Stern logo on there and then a big round insignia for several different games. Talking about Jurassic Park, talking about Mandalorian, talking about Foo Fighters. Um, I saw this thing and fell in love with it immediately, and I went ahead and bought myself one. They arrive in a box. It smells a little smoky there. I think there's some wood-burning going on. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're around $200 plus a little bit for shipping. If you want one, reach out to Pinball J A H. On pin side, uh, tell him, uh, I, don't know, I don't know, don't tell him anything. Just uh, tell him what you need. He does do custom signs. Um, I did get one of myself printed up with my pinball logo. Uh, I think it's fantastic. So uh, if you want yourself a wooden sign from your game room, uh, there, whoever's making these is open to custom orders. So if you have some custom art and want a cool inlaid, multicolored wooden sign made, Go ahead and uh, why don't you just uh, message uh, my boy Jim Pinball J A H at Pinside. I think that concludes episode forty six of Don's Pinball Podcast. I love everybody that's here, man. Thanks for the shout outs. We're doing nothing but spreading joy and kindness and searching and searching for a way to be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Um, I hope that's not too platitudy for you. What's coming up this week? Who knows? It's Monday. We're probably going to get some news drops. Maybe there'll be like six brand new pinball companies by this afternoon. And when it happens, you will hear about it here. A Don's. Pin- Podcast. As always, email Don's Pinball Podcast at gmail or Don's Pinball Podcast at gmail.com. Check the Facebook page out. Give me a follow. I'm trying to get to a thousand followers. Wouldn't that be dope? Have a good day. Have a good week, everybody. I'll be back with you.